Hey, Rachel. Hey, Brian. So, how was your week? I mean, we're we're a week out from the Mueller report now, so everything must be dandy. <laughs> Everything's We've recovered. We still have no idea what's in the Mueller report. <laughs> but you know, like when you just have a hankering for some self-care avocado toast. Always. And you go to the store and avocados are like a billion dollars. Yes. Because our moron president has shut down the southern border, leading to all sorts of business uncertainty and skyrocketing prices of normal groceries. I was going to buy a regular, just like a Honda Civic this week, and it was... $150,000. <laughs> okay, no. 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 This is This Week in Hope. A podcast where we shut it down. My name is No. My sign is No. My number is No. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need to let it go. Okay, Rachel, we should mention, uh, as we've been doing, that we have a live show coming up uh, yes. in San Francisco. May it's 9th. May 9th. It's in uh, downtown. Downtown right? so, San Francisco. But, we'll, se- we'll send out all details once we have them all precise. It's going to be 7 p.m. at uh, on May 9th. That's right. But uh, we have an email address, don't we? We do. It's thisweekinnope at gmail.com. We've already gotten some email requests for invitations. So Great. Please... And I'm on tw- I have open DM on Twitter at Brian Hack. Just uh, send me a note, and uh, we'll make sure you get invited. The tickets are exclusive, but not that exclusive. (laughs) As they say, we still have a few tickets available, which means we are far from sold out. Yes, so please join us. It's going to be great. And it's free. (laughs) (laughs) There's a bar. It's a win-win. It's a win-win, win-win-win for everybody. everybody. It's going to be a great, great week. You know it's not having a great week, Rachel? Joe Biden. Joe Biden is not having a great week. I wish he could. I bet he wishes he could rewind the week and start again at like March first. It doesn't matter. It would just keep happening. It's okay. like so. Bring bring everyone. I think we all know a little bit, but like take us through, situate us on the current state of the uh, Joe Biden squeezing. So <laughs> groping yeah. So situation. he's running for president, which I, I don't even understand why. He may or may not be. He hasn't we'll see. Fully... This, may, this may change things. Okay. okay. Yeah. I hope it does because he should not be running. He's Give us the okay. facts before so the, we arrive so at this the conclusion. The facts are the, <laughs> there are these women <laughs> who are accusing him of what Jen Sr. in the New York Times called guerrilla nuzzling, which gorilla is one of... G-U-E, like warfare gorillas, <laughs> not like a, like a primate gorilla. <laughs> One of the great <laughs> phrases of all time. Jen, you are finest living op-ed columnist. Thank you for <laughs> Thank bringing you for that, that into it our language. brought lingo. joy to my week. But so first there was this woman named Lucy Flores, who's a Nevada State Assembly woman. And she came out and said that Biden kissed her on the back of her head during a Democratic campaign rally in 2014, which is like a weird thing to do. Yeah. I mean, like... Yeah, but okay. So if it was just that, I would say, okay, here's a guy who came of age, I don't know, the 40s, the 50s, the 1890s, 1890s. I don't know when, right? <laughs> came of age in the 1890s when there was a lot of head, backhead of... <laughs> back kissing. So <laughs> let's give him a pass on the hair kissing. Right. But then a second woman <laughs> came forward to say that he rubbed noses no, with her. No, that's never acceptable. That was not acceptable in the gay 90s. That's just not. It's <laughs> there just was not a, a nope. belle époque. That was not the 80s. That, that was never acceptable. And like in the middle of like a political fundraiser of all places. And this was recently, right? It was It was in uh, 10 years ago. Oh, okay. So not recently. It it's not a, like he It's not like he was aware of Me Too and he kept doing these things. Or ha- Are there more recent allegations? There's a lot of things that are bubbling up, but these are the two main ones that everybody's talking about. Okay. The, the nose nuzzling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the nose nuzzling. But it's not like Al Franken. So Al Franken had resigned from the Senate 
And it it wasn't just that. He was like making picture, uh, photographs of him like grabbing boobs of our like honorable service members right. while they were on duty, which was clearly despicable, right? Right. And the Democratic Party was consistent with their values and purged him basically, right? Right. So what do we do now? It's a little bit of a conundrum with Joe Biden who, to be fair, could be our like great – White hope, literally. Well, this is to, the thing. He's the one who's leading. Another... He's leading in the polls by a lot. Yes. So it's him and Pete Buttigieg. I like Buttigieg, but if if Biden is the nominee, I will obviously put my support behind him. That's but I don't I, yes. think I think he should not be in the running. First of all, he's already been vice president. He's seventy six years he's old. He's run twice before. He's run twice before. We don't. We don't need him in no, this. No, we need to move on. We need to move forward. We need new people, new blood. There's plenty of other people. And I also will never forgive him. The, worse than the nose nuzzling <laughs> and the head kissing is the fact that we have him to blame for Clarence Thomas. On the Supreme Court. Yes, and he's never fully apologized to Anita Hill. It's not just that he had those, like, stilted hearings where a panel of white men, old white men, basically like harassed a harassed woman. Anita Hill, but there were other women who were ready to come forward and he banned them, He suppressed right? their testimony, which right. is, to me, unforgivable. Like, he should have done everything he could to let all of the evidence come out. Okay, so I don't even, like, let's suspend moral judgment on Joe Biden as a human. We can say he's a product of his era, but we can can say is like we don't need him as president right now this we is not his time don't his need, time is coming don't want. gone <laughs> don't we don't want okay so keep your handsy hands to yourself keep your nose to yourself <laughs> don't put your nose in other people's business or their nose <laughs> Or their hair, or anywhere. Or anywhere, So no, no Joe Biden. Uh, Shut it down, <laughs> As no. they said in the song, tell me no lies and keep your hands to yourself. Exactly. No, 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 okay. So, um, you know, I was saying just before that Joe Biden wishes he could go back to March 1st before this all happened, and um, we're in April now. <laughs> and so <laughs> do we. torture segue. <laughs> um, but I do not want to go back to April 1st because April 1st is April Fool's Day. And I think this is the worst quote-unquote holiday of the year. And it just brings out the stupidest, stupidest behavior from uh, people and companies who are try- – they try all year through their – whatever, their fucking branding and communications plans to be trustworthy with a capital T, right? Yeah. And then on on April Fool's Day, they throw it all overboard and just decide to be wacky and stupid and juvenile. So, I think this is what T.S. Eliot was referring to when he said that <laughs> April is the cruelest month. Maybe. We're all jellical cats. <laughs> We're all the wasteland. We're in the, the wasteland. Of April Fool's jokes. It's okay. awful. So there's some companies, okay, I get it. Google is supposed to be a little bit, even though they're basically evil now, they're supposed to be whimsical and so when you went to Google, I don't know if you did this on April 1st. I did. Maybe it was just I'm me. sure I did. <laughs> maybe it was just I was cookied by this. But when I went there, it was like spinning around. Like the browser window was like spinning around. Like you couldn't find your search results? No. Like, it was like as soon as I arrived at Google.com, it kept like spinning. So I was like nauseous from trying to look at Google. This is not helping anybody. You're no. supposed to be providing a service 365 days of and the year. And it didn't even make me giggle it made like it's not supposed it's supposed to bring a little bit of joy to your life right it's not supposed to make you vomit i don't have <laughs> any interest in getting comedy from businesses that no, i interact with that are not comedies no like, I, right. like if i want comedy 
Go to Netflix. Go to Netflix. Amy Schumer has a great new special, a right? Great new special. Right. Big Mouth. Yeah, <laughs> like, just go go where... go for that. <laughs> okay, but, but and and you had another. But yeah, I don't need for... jokes when I'm trying to buy a plane ticket. Oh. So I was trying. I'm trying to get a ticket um, to go to Portugal and Berlin this summer. So I was on kayak looking for like a cheap deal. What did and... they show you? Like a Boeing seven thirty seven crashing into the sea. <laughs> that almost would have been better than what happened. So. <laughs> I get this like this dialogue box pops up saying like we have a new chat bot interact with Kurt or so and so. So I was like, okay, and it's like a it's pic- always Kurt, isn't it? It's Kurt or Amanda or it's some right. Well, Kurt and Amanda were like fighting with. So I'll get to that. So Kurt is like, I have a special algorithm to like get you the best deal, and we're asking all the right questions. So the first question was, do you like borscht? <laughs> I was like... Wait, you were going to Portugal and where? <laughs> Portugal and Berlin. It's not like you were going to Portugal and Belarus. No. And, I, and so I said, no. And then they're like, are you an only child? And I'm like, no. And then this other <laughs> this other dialogue box pops up and it's like Mary. And she begins like fighting with, with the other Kurt? one. And I just like, I started to have an anxiety attack. So I just like closed the shut, window. Shut it down. No, no. <laughs> I, I, delete, I closed delete, the window delete. and I didn't buy my ticket yet. So if anybody knows You're where. you ruin your vacation because <laughs> Kurt and Mary were fighting about borscht. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think there was a Kurt and Mary? Do you think it was just like an algorithm running was gone like, awry? I think that this company actually devoted financial resources to coming up with like an algorithm for April Fools. And I say, no. no. Oh, you think it really was April Fools? Yes. But it, like that's going to materially adversely affect their business. <laughs> if someone's about to purchase a multi thousand dollar ticket and you're asking them about borscht. No, no, that's terrible. terrible. I had another transportation related one that that I got wind of here. So okay. Amtrak, like people for the, well, speaking of Joe Biden, Amtrak Joe, people generally have at best mixed feelings about Amtrak, mm-hmm. like great in concept, but execution leaves a little bit to be desired, right? right. So they decided what would build trust in our brand more than having an April Fool's prank? Why do we need that from no, them? No, we do not. They're so thirsty for attention. So they decided, they claimed, I guess on Twitter, that they, in the quiet cars, which is the only good thing about Amtrak is the quiet cars, right? That they would be holding karaoke competitions in the quiet cars. Um no. As much as I love karaoke competitions. <laughs> that, the, that seats in the quiet car would be 30% off, but but there would be karaoke. And they also decided they were going to ramp up the merch. So they were going to be selling Amtrak t-shirts because who does not want who a fashionable <laughs> Amtrak t-shirt? <laughs> Except they showed this and they said, looking into some new t-shirts, what do you think? And the M and the T were flipped. So it said at Mark. Instead of Amtrak, which is like not even funny. It's like, and like, be what are you best. saying? You're a liberal. It's right. It's like, be best. It makes no sense. Like, what are you telling me? Like, I should trust you with my life, Acela, going like 500 miles an hour, and you, you can't even you can't make spell, a swag t shirt your with your own name logo? correctly. So, no, that was terrible. No. And you had other ones you saw, right? Um, yes. So, there was, um, there was a whole article in The Verge about tech companies with terrible April Fool's pranks. And one of them is called HyperX, and they make gaming headsets. Okay, and I don't know it, but I'm sure a lot of people do. I, I don't know. I've never heard of them. World. But so there was just this picture of, like, a woman wearing headphones with, like, two, <laughs> instead of, like, the... <laughs> 
headphones over her ears. There were like two cup of noodles containers oh. and like a People fork. People love cup of noodles and a fork. Sticking out. Like eat your ears? Yeah. So they made this announcement saying that like you can use the fork to slurp cup of noodles while you're gaming and that the cup of noodles houses the largest dual chamber drivers on the market. And what? they like allegedly were actually selling these headphones, but like they, as a prank. No, no, they couldn't have actually been like Amtrak wasn't selling that T-shirt. Were no. they selling the cup of noodle? I don't That's know. Copyright the infringement. Said they were Did they license sold that deal? Out. <laughs> they sold out. They had inventory of zero, of zero. <laughs> and they sold exactly. out. Okay, so you know who I would expect this from is Elon Musk. I have to go back a year. So Elon Musk has a long and sordid history of abusing his brand, which has credibility problems of its own. Um, on April Fool's Day. So last year, like switching back to April 1st, 2018, he tweeted out Tesla goes bankrupt. Hysterical. Right. Publicly traded company. Let's tweet that it goes bankrupt. Shareholders were laughing. <laughs> they were laughing all the way to their And he wrote, despite offices. intense efforts to raise money, including a last-ditch mass sale of Easter eggs, we are said to report that Tesla has gone completely and totally bankrupt. So bankrupt you can't believe it. And he followed up with a tweet where he said Tesla had gone bankrupt with a W. Bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Having filed for Chapter 14 and a half, the worst kind. <laughs> okay, this is what you want your CEO. <laughs> I would say smoke all the dope you want on Joe Rogan. Just don't say shit like that. No. And then they had another one. I think we may have even mentioned this on Nope. There was a picture of him passed out against a Tesla Model 3 surrounded by Tesla Kila bottles. Oh, yeah. Tesla Kila. Right, exactly. And uh, he said this is not a forward-looking statement because obviously what's the point? So um, after that, his stock, the Tesla stock dropped 7%, probably erasing like hundreds of millions Hundred of dollars. Of shareholder value. So, Great. So Good this idea. year, he decided to have a little fun, not technically with a prank, but he uh, dropped a hip-hop single about Harambe, the <laughs> tragically killed so gorilla. <laughs> I mean, this, this gorilla was killed at the Cincinnati Zoo <laughs> like, like three years yeah, ago. Right. So, so of all the a, things. It's a two-minute track. It, he released it under the name Emo G. It's gotten over a million listens uh, on whatever, Spotify and YouTube, at 2,000 comments. And here's a sample lyric so brilliant. R.I.P. Harambe. Sip it on some Bombay. On our way to heaven. Amen. Amen. But it's like so T-pained up with the vocoder that you can't even tell that it's him. It so, did sound kind of like every song that you hear on I like in an Grimes Uber. Grimes produced it. I wonder what Grimes thought the first time she heard it if she did not produce it. If she did, then more power okay, to her. Okay, so this was Elon Musk's lame attempt to dial back April Fools and just do something that's fucking asinine without but, being Harambe, a prank. Harambe, of all the things, <laughs> of all the issues to address. Social justice issues. Like, no. No, Elon Musk. Uh, okay, but uh, there were... Uh, just a final, like, there was another there one. There was like, another pe- one. Serious people, right? Like James Comey, the former director of the FBI. Lottie, who just, Lottie. Uh, just sit down, James Comey. <laughs> stop. Step off the scene. Just stop tweeting. So he tweeted a photo of himself, and he's standing, like, in the middle of a street. And he's saying... I'm in. We need someone in the middle. Hashtag 2020. Okay, this is not funny. 
Wait, that was a prank? He's like, I'm running He's for like, president He's like, I'm running for in president 2020? in 2020. That's not funny. It's not funny. Like, he is he is the sole reason why Donald Trump is president right now. That's right. He And don't, don't make light don't of it. Don't fuck around. It's just don't not Don't stand like, in the street. And for talking about someone who needs to protect their brand, like Brand Comey, do not, like... Oh, his Discredited. brand is like the worst <laughs> oh, brand. Oh, God. God. So this is a ridiculous phenomenon. But what's even more ridiculous are the people who do <laughs> terrible things around April Fool's that people think are April Fool's tranks, but they are but not. But they are not. <laughs> That's yes. right. So, Rachel, you have one of those. <laughs> yes. So um, we've had – we've talked about poonts on this podcast, <laughs> which are boots that turn into pants. We've talked about jeggings, which are jean leggings. So many fashion trends. And now <laughs> we have <laughs> – Janties. Janties? They're jeans panties, I'm guessing. Jeans panties. (laughs) Wait, are they just panties made out of denim with like little rivets on them and pockets? Yes, they have pockets. Pocket panties? So the Parisian designer, Y Project, very high end, they started selling these jean underwear for the spring summer collection around April Fool's and everyone thought it was a joke, but it is not a joke. And the internet went completely crazy. I mean, who can predict what will capture the public imagination? You you have to drop something. Is it for change, for loose change? Like, (laughs) like, what do you do? You like slip your hand down your pants and drop them in your jeans panty pocket? I don't know. Maybe you keep like your like yeast infection medicine in the pocket because you're going to need it. You need it to stay close to the object of its chafing cream in the pocket. I I don't know. You just like squeeze spurt a little out from it, just like as a little tube down to. But they they cost $315 a pair. And there's, there's a pair left. Um, in a size 24, which is very small. It's oh, okay. practically for a baby. But it's uh, on <laughs> this baby Canadian panties. website called Sense. We'll link to it in case you want to <laughs> buy these. But it says on this website, these brief style shorts can be worn under or over pants, meaning they're far more versatile than you traditionally expect from a pair of briefs. <laughs> Underwear, the problem with panties but... <laughs> is that you can't wear them over your clothes. <laughs> Even if they're baby-sized. It does not stay under there. So I don't know. No, no. I, I mean, no. I, I, I thought mine, I have another one of these that we thought was a prank, but wasn't, but it's not as good as that one. <laughs> I saw this and I thought it was a prank. A lot of people did. So um, everyone's always looking for like wacky new flavors. And the one, one food stuff, one food product that has not had a lot of flavor innovation is mayonnaise. Which you hate. Which I, I don't. Makes you gag. It's disgusting. And we we did talk last week about spider-flavored mayonnaise. Oh, that's right. Well, I have a follow-up on mayonnaise. Okay, <laughs> this may or may not be better than spider-flavored mayonnaise. <laughs> um, they are now making, not a prank, although they announced it on April 1st, um, Cadbury cream egg-flavored mayonnaise. No. <laughs> no. That's combining one of the things that I love the most. With one of the things you hate the most. Yes. And they had actually done like a test run in the 90s and it like it got favorable focus groups. But for some reason, there was a limited run. They suspended it. And now I guess the mayonnaise industry is – so. I guess Heinz owns whatever brand of mayonnaise. They're so thirsty for publicity and new brand vertical expansions that they're – Teamed up with Cadbury. Who's going to buy that? Does it have <laughs> chocolate like, so, in it? No, no. I think the mayonnaise um, industry has been hampered by the fact that it's savory. 
And why not have sweet mayonnaise? Why not have sweet mayonnaise? You're, you're going to make me throw up on this microphone. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. All these. We've gone on too long with the <laughs> no, April No, companies Fools. are thirsty. Just do what you do best. Just, just and stay in your lane. Stay in your lane stay and your follow lane. your mission. Don't do an April Fool's joke. We're we don't want interested. a joke. We're not interested. It's a waste of resources. No, nope, shut it no. down. No, no. Okay, so um, speaking of companies losing credibility, I'd like to return to a topic from a few weeks ago, which is Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos. And, of course, we all saw the documentary on HBO about the inventor. She's an inventor of nothing except her own mythology, which is untrue and criminal. Um, But there were so many weird things about her when we watched this documentary. And among the weirdest, which we highlighted a few weeks ago, was her voice, which is very deep. Very low. Very low. And we realized that perhaps she had it was artificial. Not like not like a mechanically artificial. Perhaps she had like was actually making it. She was faking it. No, there were people who said she faked her voice. Can you do a little I've heard you do your impression. Can you do a little (laughs) impression of Okay, (laughs) let me let me think of something that she Something about blood. (laughs) I believe that blood testing is a human right. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what she said or would say. Well, I think it was part of her appeal to Henry Kissinger and George Shultz, and she is not alone in realizing this, that deepening your voice can be a very effective either leadership or fraud technique. So um, there is a story about Jenna Payne, a 34-year-old filmmaker, who started deepen. She had a high voice, and she started deepening her voice in college. Okay. She said, who cares? Who doesn't talk differently depending on who you're talking to? I didn't even know why my voice would sound different normally anymore because she talks deep all the time. I've been doing it for so long. It's automatic. And there's science behind this. There was a study. I wonder, <laughs> do I do it? I don't think so. Your I'm- voice is like a normal like woman voice but I maybe think. what if like i were to hear myself in a business <laughs> meeting and i'm just like oh, oh my god Elizabeth <laughs> <laughs> well no there was a scientific study of course in the journal animal behavior <laughs> okay, not we're, about we are animals. nothing if not beasts we are the animals <laughs> we are animals that lo- lowering your voice makes you sound more authoritative and there is historical uh Examples of this: Margaret Thatcher apparently lowered her voice to make her sound more authoritative. This is sexism. It's of course, not like, but you yeah. have your voice, right? Yeah. So now there is a cottage industry of voice coaches who help you lower your voice. Oh, okay. Right. So there's a there's a niche for everybody. There's a new career path for <laughs> Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> She can do public service in prison to help other <laughs> other, other prisoners. prisoners lower their voices. So here's a case study, case in point, Japanese a Japanese <laughs> accountant named Yuji Shimizu <laughs> moved to the United States to Omaha, New Jersey in 2011. And he's perfect English. <laughs> But his voice was a little soft and raspy. And he said the main problem was that when he was in a restaurant, he would have trouble (laughs) catching the attention of the waiter or the waitress because they couldn't hear him. Or if they heard him, they didn't respect his request. So he went to a vocal coach and he said that it was life changing. To lower his voice. So it's not just a gender thing. Now he's not starving. <laughs> yes. He said he can order rest. food. He can speak on the phone. He said it's one of the best life lessons I've ever learned. 
<laughs> okay, so I guess I'm glad for you, Yuji Shimuzo. <laughs> but it should not be a thing. Speak however you want to speak. We should respect you for the quality of the content of your voice, not the what pitch. What you're saying, not the pitch. <laughs> It's okay. No, shut this down immediately. Okay, stop. Bye. No. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna move on. I'm not moving on because I'm staying in Japan. Is what I'm doing. And um, we've talked a lot over the last couple of years about restaurants. And uh, remember that uh, Japanese sushi restaurant where they put you in a boat and you have to fish for your own sushi? Oh yeah, I think it's in Chelsea, right? Yeah, yeah. They moved one. I haven't been there, and I don't know if it survived. I doubt it hasn't. But I doubt it has. But there's a new um, Tokyo restaurant that's getting ready to open, and it's called Sushi Singularity. (laughs) (laughs) And what they do is um, they collect, when you make a reservation, (laughs) they collect samples of of your saliva, feces, and urine two weeks prior to your visit. No. It analyzes. Sorry, listeners, we're losing it. <laughs> we're losing it. Okay, let me let me get back on track here. It analyzes your samples to determine your unique nutritional requirements, and then it tailors the meat and your meal, your sushi meal, to meet those needs. And but that's just the beginning of <laughs> is the innovation. This Theranos is doing now. <laughs> yeah, right. No blood, just sushi. <laughs> So um, that's just the beginning of the innovation. Not only will each meal be hyper-personalized, it will also be constructed using a 3D printer. <laughs> so, I did not think you were going to say that. <laughs> so you're going to have 3D. And I've seen the video. There's a promotional video that we'll link to. It's it's kind of square sushi. It's not rectangular or okay. whatever. It's square sushi. It's not a roll. And they explained the science, the technology. They said there will be 14 cylinders with different nutrients attached to the food fabrication machine. And and when it 3D prints the dish of sushi, for example, some nutrients that are necessary for the customer will be added automatically. What could possibly go wrong? Okay, so we've got <laughs> saliva, urine. So you have to send them feces. a sample of your shit. And then they, <laughs> they 3D print your nutrients. Your sushi and a nutrient. Where, where is the laboratory where they're testing everything? In Japan is it somewhere. in the restaurant? <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's in a, a biome. It's in Theranos. Okay. Because there's that empty building in Theranos now. They have to do something with it with all those, uh, those Watsons. Edisons. The Edisons, right? <laughs> That they have to. So, no, there's nothing a lot to say about this. I think the story speaks for itself. This is a restaurant that is a failure before it has. <laughs> right. Well, it opens next year. So, okay. I think there's plenty of time to thwart it. Let's rethink the <laughs> concept. Think. Call us. Call, Call us. us. We have some ideas. We have some ideas. We will help you. Okay. Um, so, there's a <laughs> very much. Changing topics here. There's a lot of celebrity feuds. We've talked about those many, many times. Everyone's got beef with someone else. Um, One celebrity we don't hear so much about anymore is uh, Jim Carrey. 
I know. Dumb yeah. and Dumber. Like he was such a big celebrity at one point, and now you don't. There's a lot of celebrities. a very fine actor too. He's a fine actor. He's a great comedian. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is yes. one of my favorite films. Of right, all Dumb time. and Dumber, Dumb and Dumberer, <laughs> all of those. Right. Yeah. Well, it turns out that he's back in the news because he is having a celebrity beef with none other than Benito Mussolini, <laughs> <laughs> who's been dead for eighty years. <laughs> Actually, he's having a he's having beef with uh, Mussolini's granddaughter Alessandra, who's Mussolini. like in the Italian parliament. She's a member of the Italian Which parliament. Should, is the real scandal here? <laughs> well, they have everyone in the parliament. They have like porn stars <laughs> right, and but, everybody. But I just don't think that anyone related to Benito Mussolini should, should be allowed ever to be, be in politics. But it would be like having the fucking German. Parliament having a Hitler in like it. Timmy like, Hitler. Tim, like Timmy Hitler, like Timmy Hitler, Betty Hitler. You can't do that. <laughs> Just have him like sit in the corner and live a quiet life or move to Argentina. So uh, apparently, Jim Carrey draws like political cartoons, and he called Benito Mussolini a bastard, which I think is pretty like self evident. That's not a controversial thing. He drew a picture of him showing the 1945 public execution. He was like hanged in the in the square, right? Mm-hmm. Of Mussolini with his mistress, Claretta. And the caption that he wrote is, if you're wondering what fascism leads to, just ask Benito Mussolini and his mistress, Claretta. This isn't like a very clever cartoon. No, it's neither <laughs> clever nor controversial. Like, right. I think the, 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 it's settled that Mussolini was a bad guy. And yeah, like, he but died why and- is Jim Carrey spending his time doing these works that uh, are not I cannot account edgy. for how he spends his time. Okay. Right? <laughs> so Alessandra was incensed by this, and um, she tweeted back pictures of Rosa Parks, of Native Americans standing in front of Mount Rushmore, and of a mushroom cloud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of course, because those are directly relevant. Was she trying to suggest that he focus his energy on those topics? Or well, I think she... he was saying that, like, why focus on the the Italian offenses to history when there's oh. so many in America? And she wrote, President Trump doesn't have to worry about poor Jim Carrey's political attacks. His drawings are only dirty paper. I guess Jim Carrey's drawings are dirty paper dirty paper yeah. that's her These insult people are gonna start world war three this is why us and Ita- twitter is not good <laughs> no, these two the people truth. should never have ever interacted and yeah, they I mean, never twitter would... is fine but like there it shouldn't be there shouldn't be twiddly like there should be no twitter in italy but no. she should be banned from it she should be banned if she's verified take away the verified and Jim Carrey, draw whatever you want. It's stupid as shit. No one's going to follow it if it's stupid. But, like, yeah, you should she... not be scared of insulting Benito Mussolini. No, That's Jim pretty... Carrey, please, like, pick whatever topic you want. But be a little more clever okay, next no, time. This is not a feud we should care about. So, nope, nope, Mussolini lady, no, shut, it, shut down. it down. Go back um, in your hole. Go... <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay what, Rachel, what else you got? So, um... A 35-year mystery has been solved this oh, week. Oh, I love that. Unsolved and Mysteries. Unsolved That's mysteries. a great show. So I'm just going to tell it, say what <laughs> happened. So there have been Garfield-shaped phones washing up on had, the western coast of France for 35 years. Like Brittany? Like Normandy? Like Brittany. Brittany. Okay. 
And um, I actually had one of these phones when I was growing up. Oh, really? I, it, yeah, it was like shaped like a Garfield. It was like a football phone or a Garfield exactly. phone. Exactly. Right? You pick it up themed, and the eyes would open. Themed phones. Oh, okay. So it was interactive. It was interactive, yeah. Did and it eat lasagna? It did. <laughs> okay. Yes. And um, it didn't like Mondays. <laughs> and so the, it was sold by this American company called Tyco. And um, there's this woman in France, and her name is Claire Simonin Lemur. <laughs> and you she were runs... so bad with pronouncing <laughs> non English names. I know. We mean no offense. We just are like cretins. We, we can always speak English. Yeah. <laughs> she runs a nonprofit, and, and they clear trash from the beach, which is very good. And she ran into this man named Rene Morvan while they were removing a group of dolphins that were beached <laughs> on the coast. <laughs> And Renee said to Claire, he whispered, I know where the phones are coming from and I could show you. Her- the phone, but, and then did everyone immediately know it was the Garfield the gu- phone? Yes, it's been plaguing this area for years. And she's like, what? You could show me where the phones are coming from? So Morvan is this 57-year-old farmer and he owns the land adjoining the public beach. And so he tells Claire there was this bad storm that occurred around the time he was 20. <laughs> and that's when the Garfield telephone started washing up. And he and his brother went to investigate, and they found the remains of a shipping container lodged in a cave in the cliffs. Oh. And it was usually submerged, but sometimes <laughs> revealed. The, the water receded. <laughs> And revealed the mysteries of the deep. <laughs> so he took her there after several weeks of bad weather. They went to see this. This is like Dunkirk. It's, I mean, it's like that book, um, All the Light You Cannot See. see by Anthony Doerr. <laughs> yes, except with Garfield. Garfield <laughs> so... <laughs> So Claire and half a dozen other volunteers, they were able to access the cave's entrance at low tide. And they saw all these pieces of metal and fragments of Garfield (laughs) telephones. And they knew that they were in the right spot. But what I want to know is, like, why did Renee Morvan wait, like, 35 years to tell? We had the answer to this mystery in our midst all along. (laughs) What did he hope to gain? What did Follow the money. What was he? What was he waiting for? What caused him to finally reveal the secret? I think I know what it is. There are now, as we discussed last week or the week before, Garfield restaurants, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Garfield themed <laughs> restaurants. That are, Garfield is having a comeback right now, and. Garfield phones are more – they're a, a valuable asset right now. I mean, having a vintage Garfield phone from the 80s or the 90s is, like, more valuable than it's ever been. Right. So you think this farmer needed an organization to actually get the whole, like, treasure trove out of the cave. It's a gold mine. It's a, gold, <laughs> it's a Garfield a gold mine. mine. Okay. So no. No Garfield mine. No, and if no. you know about a secret trove of phones, tell Speak somebody. up. Speak up. If you see something, say something. Si ves algo, di algo. Si. <laughs> okay. Bueno? No, no Garfield phones. Shut it down. Okay. In uh, in business news this week, uh, you may know that Lyft, uh, the, the ride share, it's not even ride sharing, it's a ride service, went public. And it promptly plummeted um, the stock price. And it's not a shock. Why? Because it loses a billion dollars a year. Um, and 
right after they went public, they took a full page ad in the New York Times, okay. where they very, I think the the um, inspiration was admirable, but the execution left a lot to be deserved with this ad. So it was a full page ad, and they said. Um, our success, we just went public, our success must include the success of our cities, the foundation of our business, the epicenter of sustainable living, and our driver and rider community. All right, sure, right? But then they said, our vision is simple, to help redesign cities around people, not cars, and make, and make seamless and affordability available to all. To which I say... You're about people, not cars. All you do is drive cars. That's what you are. That's why you're losing a billion dollars a year. This How- is this is the greatest problem in American business. <laughs> Nobody wants to say what they are. They want to be right. everything be else. else. No, just say, it's like IHOP, International House of Burgers. No, or you're all IHOP. birds. <laughs> all birds. You're no birds. You're There's no shoes. birds, and you're all birds. <laughs> no, so you are not for sustainable people walking around you're for cars and if there were no cars you've been out of business which you would be unless you had raised capital from this ridiculous IPO. What did they say again? They want people to be vibrating around town? <laughs> no, what they is- said they want seamless <laughs> transportation available to all. What does that seamless even mean? Just like delivering your food? Like <laughs> seamless transportation? And then, Okay, but they, they're backing it up with dollars. They said they are committing $50 million or 1% of profits to whatever sustainable shit, whatever is greater. Well, I'll tell you which is greater, given that they have zero profit. They have negative a billion in profits. One percent of that is nothing. So they're going to be giving $50 So they're basically going to be giving away $50 million when they're not making any money. For a PR stunt. And I'm sure they will, when it comes time to donate that, they will find some convenient loophole in the fine print. That means they don't have to give shit to shit. I'm sure their shareholders are thrilled about this, this <laughs> advertisement. <laughs> the advertisement probably costs more than they will ever give to sustainable causes. So no, Lyft, I had to no, mention Lyft, that. I, sure, I but, mean, I like you better than Uber, but come on, like, just be no, but it used are. to be like, oh, you could pick Juno as better drivers than Uber and Lyft is better than Uber. No, they're all terrible. They're all terrible yeah. companies unless I ever have to work for them, in which case they're amazing companies. Call us. <laughs> okay. I think, Rachel, you have one final item. Um, yeah. Well, I have two things. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think sometimes the headline just says it all, and this one stops me, the headline, me in my tracks. Then give us all the headline. Couple dies trying to protect classic car in giant plastic bag. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Who among us has not, not perished? It's not attempted to protect a classic car in a giant plastic bag. Um, so so the story I'm always here must sad be. when I'm doing one of these and it involves a death because it's obviously no, we're not. tragic. <laughs> but so there's this British couple, William Reed and Catherine Workman. Um, they bought a 1980s Mercedes 230 in the U.S. And once it arrived in England, they decided that they were going to put it in a bag. <laughs> what? What? They wanted to protect it from the elements. Can't you put a, like a little like cover over it? Put a cover on it, right? Like right. normal. But they people. wanted a 360 protection. They wanted like so a, a ziplock, <laughs> ziplock hefty bag around like, it. You know, I I also feel like no, enjoy your car. Yes, like you only a, live it's once. It's not a museum piece, right? So. So they decided to, together, they get in the car and they reversed it 
in their garage into this bag, and the vehicle, unsurprisingly, began filling with fumes. As it does. And um, it doesn't take a like a fucking automotive engineer to figure to out know that, that it's going to fill putting up putting your fumes. car in a bag is not a good idea. I mean, so so many people have attempted or succeeded in suicide that way. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, <laughs> it's definitionally literature is filled with examples. So William Reed starts like to pass out and Catherine was able to get out of the bag and she called emergency services and the operator advised her to go back into the bag. Wait, <laughs> that person should be fired. <laughs> That's exactly. Go back in the bag. <laughs> to help her husband, right. And so then like they both die and there's there, there was this whole inquest. The story is about the results of this inquest into okay. like who was responsible. This sounds, yeah, this sounds very English with very an English. inquest. And yes. it, it is bad. So... <laughs> So there was an investigation carried out by the ambulance service, and they found that the operator's decision to advise her to go back into the bag was, quote, accepted as reasonable. (laughs) And this was because it was felt they could have not known that this would place her in a hazardous environment. What other environment could it have placed her? (laughs) Due to confusing language that she used to describe the situation. What language? We need need a transcript of the call. This does not require a semantic parsing. What language did she use? Okay, so the coroner said, no matter what, she would have still tried to help him, and it's a credit to her dedication to her relationship. Okay, you don't know these people. <laughs> you don't know their relationship. Maybe they hated each Maybe. other. Maybe she wasn't happy if he died in the bag car. <laughs> right, we don't, we don't you know. know. I think this problem stems from the very conception. This like, inquest the, whatever happened is after corrupt. it. No, the, <laughs> there's clearly gra- graft, grift. This Someone's getting should paid be off fired. in this. No. An operator should be shut down. <laughs> they should go work in a poultry factory so do not put your car in a bag do not do not go back and help someone else who's in a bag and operators do not advise somebody to go into a bag can you remember whatever 911 operator says go in a bag go in a bag with a running car inside of it no no shut it down no okay rachel now you have one last topic should I just skip it? <laughs> Let's just skip, skip it. it. Let's go to our yups, because that was so bad. Just, We've never done that. Usually terrible. we edit that out, but no, let's just no, go to I'm it. Okay, Rachel. Go these are, this has been not only terrible stories, but like so terrible that we couldn't control our bladders. We- There's like puddles underneath our seats here and we're and we're recording here from era which is where i work a lot of the time yes, it's an amazing entrepreneur's tech, roundtable accelerator yeah, it's a tech accelerator and we both work here and we we both had meetings here today and we decided that we just didn't have time to do it anywhere else and i think we actually found a conference we found room a great with really conference good room? like sound dynamics here so and the sound is really good tell us because we need we want yeah, that we need feedback. to know we care a lot i, I know it, i don't know what it sounds like but we really like care about that stuff unlike a lot of podcasts of our caliber which is complete shit (laughs) okay but now let's get to the happy part of our podcast we've been crying we've been laughing it's better than cats better than et and 
<laughs> Better than King Lear. Better than King Lear with BDS Glenda Jackson. Um, so let's go to our yups. These are the things that had a little ray of light, a little beacon of hope in this week. Rachel, why don't you start? Okay, so I was going to give it to Glenda Jackson, who's 82 <laughs> and playing King Lear on Broadway. But I don't like political, her politics. Political. For political reasons, I'm going to say no, but although she was amazing in the show. But um, I'm glad she's no longer a member of Parliament oh, yes. because of that. Okay. Well, she's so, in the House of Lords. She's like Dame She Linda is Jackson. I don't think she ran. No, for, no. She was in. MP? Yeah, she okay. was an MP for 23 okay. years. Okay. So, um, but she's been upstaged by our <laughs> finest living actress, who is Patti Lapone. Oh, I didn't see this coming. I'm a I'm I'm incredible fan of Patti Lapone. She's like everything beyond. from Evita to Girls. She was in Girls. She was in Girls, and life goes on. Yeah, she's amazing. She's amazing. What did you? So, what prompted this yup this week? So she joined Twitter. Oh, finally! And she tweeted. Contain- Even though you kind of have a love hate with Twitter, as as you described on Medium this uh, week, yes, right? um, which we can link to in the show notes. <laughs> but um, I do have a love hate with Twitter. But I love when people I love join. And um, she said, contain me with only 280 characters. Fuck that. That was her first tweet. Nice. So I said, yes okay. to you, Patty Lapone. Absolutely. Okay, my yup is, um, it's a little unusual because it's not about the world of entertainment. It's really about something I care deeply about. It is. It goes out to World Autism Awareness Month. And um, I care deeply about this. Of course, I have a very severely disabled brother who's not autistic. But um, I work with a company here uh, that helps people on the autism spectrum, trains them and finds them work. Um, and it turns out that they're very well um, adapted to certain types of very detail-oriented work. And there is a 90% unemployment rate of people Shocking. on the autism spectrum, even those who have college educations, which many of them do. And it turns out they're very good at like labeling things for artificial intelligence and self-driving cars. It's amazing. And all this stuff is work that's becoming increasingly important in our economy. Exactly, and hard to find people to do. Yeah. Because it's actually a very specialized skill set. So I work with a company called Divergent, D-A-I, Virgent. Um, and uh, they basically train these people. They pair them up with incredible clients who need their services. And uh, they are incredible. I, I have a self-interest because I work with them. But even if I didn't, I think that they are incredibly worthy of a yup. It's the kind of thing that in this terrible world, let's rally behind that kind of thing. Yeah, they're good people, too. They're so. really great people. Um, thank you so much. I actually feel kind of warm and fuzzy right now. So it's hard for me to think back to three minutes ago when we were telling, talking about the terrible things. But let's do that. Let's do that. Let's just focus on the yups and... Ignore the nopes. <laughs> no, okay, so whatever combination of nopes and yups you liked or hated this week, please, if you've enjoyed this podcast, rate, review, subscribe, all of those things, and tell your friends. We haven't talked about this for a while. The best way to spread the word is talk to people Just in real life. Talk it doesn't to happen actual enough. people. Use your voice. Turn to your left. Turn to your right. If you do, that's three people for one. That's three acts. Lower your voice. Lower, lower your <laughs> voice. Say, I say, love so this week in nope. Subscribe to this week in nope. <laughs> like Elizabeth like very Rowe. authoritative <laughs> <laughs> get a voice coach before you do that okay it's been a terrible week it's been a great week to do this podcast thank you so much this has been This Week in Nope the podcast where we shut it down wanna be my new friend we got a lot in common we can talk about nothing shoot the shit we got 